You're listening to Keystone Cold Cases, a podcast where we reignite cold cases across Pennsylvania. Hey, it's Chelsea. Hey, it's Grace. Hey, it's Shannon. Hi, it's Erica. So this week, I we have a follow-up um, from a case that was done, I, was, I think it was episode 39. I don't remember. Um, a long exactly, time ago. <laughs> but it was a while ago. Uh, so this is a follow-up. It was uh, the case of Tracy Bird, who went missing March 7th of 1983. I got a chance to meet with her brother, Frank Bird, because um, there was a lot of questions about the case before, and and he cleared some things up, and it's just a very, very strange story. So the Bird family lived in County Down in Ben Salem, PA, uh, at the time that Tracy went missing. It was Frank, his sister Tracy, their brother Dale, their mom Jean, and the mom's boyfriend, Paul Greenwald, all lived in the house. Paul was an abusive boyfriend to their mother. Two years prior, they had fled to Hawaii to get away from Paul. So when they came back to Pennsylvania, they went to a homeless shelter in Pendel in 1980, and Paul found them there. He kidnapped the mother at knife point, and there was a 12-mile police chase. I didn't spend much time on this because it's it's not what the whole case is about, but um, that's that's there's a reason why it's mentioned because of Paul. Yeah, it's definitely something. I mean, having that in your past. He's a problem. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then they, um, but the mom did get back together with Paul. Um, He only received five years probation, so he didn't do any jail time. And uh, they moved, eventually moved to Brookside Apartments in Ben Salem, and then County Down after that. Frank was very close to his sister, Tracy. Uh, They were barely a year apart in age. As a matter of fact, they were the same age for a week every July. So um, at the time that she disappeared, she was 14 and Frank was 15. Frank and his brother Dale were constantly in trouble in high school, and he said that they were at the point that anything that they did at all earned them a 10-day out-of-school suspension. So it sounds like the school was just done with them. So anything they did, they, they took them out. I assume that after being through all of this stuff with the mom's boyfriend, they were a little troubled. It, it sounds makes, that way, yes, for makes sure. Makes sense to me, yeah. For sure, and and they didn't, um, Frank mentioned that him and his brother obviously did not like the boyfriend at all. Sure. Um, so um, Tracy wasn't as bad. She was She was very close with her family, very close with her mother also. And she didn't get in as much trouble as her brothers, but at the time she went missing, she was under out-of-school suspension. Uh, She she didn't tell her mother because she didn't want to upset her. Um, Now, Frank said he tried to contact Ben Salem High School to find out why she was suspended, but they wouldn't tell him. They tell him to go through the police, and the police don't really talk to him much. Um, But one of the Facebook uh, pages that I found for missing persons said that Tracy was suspended for skipping school the day before. I'm not sure if that's true or how that website got or how that Facebook page got that information. For skipping school, I don't know that you usually get out of school suspension, but maybe they related her to her brothers and 
just gave her the out of school suspension. We're mad at you for skipping school, so <laughs> you're gonna stay home from you get school. a day off. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, so the the day she went missing, it was raining, and. Frank remembers this very specifically because Tracy would usually walk to school. So I'm familiar with Ben Salem County down is walking distance to Ben Salem High School. It's not very far. Okay. But with her 1987 hair, um, she would not walk in the rain. <laughs> so, um, okay. Yeah. So it's, a, it's one, about one mile away. Uh, but since it was raining, her mother's boyfriend, Paul, offered to give her a ride to school that morning. Um, again, because they were not aware that she was supposed to have out of school suspension that day. Uh, now, Tracy's plan was meeting up with friends at the school and cutting school that day. Like, I guess her friends were going to cut school while she was in out of school suspension. So Paul also drove Tracy's friend, Lisa, that day. And Frank firmly believes that Paul dropped the girls off, just like he said, and came right home. Um, he doesn't remember the exact time he left and came back, but he said it was a normal amount of time for him to drive them to the school, drop them off, and return home. So this friend, Lisa, um, is one of the last people to see Tracy, but she says that she left Tracy at the school that morning and that she had other plans. And that's pretty much all there is from her at all. So... Later that evening, when Tracy didn't come home, her mother called the Ben Salem Police Department. Uh, Tracy had run away uh, about a month prior for one night. So they think they heard her mother had gotten in an argument or something. So, so she had left for the night. So the police said, oh, she probably just did that again. Uh, but I her, hate that. I, I yeah. Hate it's it. a shame. That all, all these things, so many things in this story are are just like, oh, well, this happened, so this is what it must be. Right. It's really a shame. But her, her mom knew uh, something was wrong, and and so did Frank. Uh, and he said that, you know, if there was anything wrong, that Tracy would have come to him for help if she needed money. She knew that Frank had money because he worked, and, and that she just wouldn't disappear without asking anyone for help at all. And Tracy had what... Some people called an unusually good relationship with her mother. They were very, very close. So her mom just knew she didn't run away. And so that night, you know, the police coming and saying, oh, she'll probably turn back up was was pretty much it from the police uh, for the family. Frank said he has spoken to the Ben Salem police three times in the 40 years that Tracy has been missing. So that was the first time that night. So that when she was gone for more than a night, which is as long as she was gone before the police weren't like okay if she's been gone a week maybe we should look into it they just dismissed it completely it it seems that's the case wow um, and then and then things that happened a few months later didn't help the situation but going back to just the the police contacting the family the next time the police contacted the the bird family was in 2008 when they were asked to submit DNA samples to be entered into the CODIS, that's the Combined DNA Index System, in hopes to identify the remains of a woman found in a well in 1988. Uh, so this is 20 years later. So it was, this was another cold case they were, they were looking at. So uh, while Frank and his brother Dale were at the police station to give their DNA, they were told um, that a man named Tom, who was incarcerated at the time, said that he knew what happened to Tracy and would tell police 
if they would cut him a deal. I'm not sure what he was incarcerated for at the time and or anything, but Frank knew this man's name right away uh, because the man's brother is who Tracy hung out with at the time that she went missing. And Tracy was dating the brother's friend. When he says hanging out at the time she went missing, mm-hmm. um, is he just referring to in general because she was dating the friend or is it because that was one of the people she was planning on cutting school with that day? That we don't know. I think it was more in general. He knew that that's who she hung out with, you know, on weekends or other times they cut school or, or things like that. And they they were older. So um, if I could, I'll call the man's TD. The brother is JD. And the one she was dating is JR. If that makes it any easier, probably not. But so um, according to Frank, she was, you know, she was supposed to cut school the day she went missing or she was on out of school suspension, but she was supposed to hang out. Uh, with two of her friends who were also in the crowd with J.D. and J.R. Um, So these two girls said that Tracy never showed up to skip school or or hang out with them that day that they weren't in school. Now, Frank told the police all of this, um, but they did not want to make a deal with T.D., who was incarcerated, and still they don't know to this day if he actually knew what happened to Tracy or not. Now, J.R., who she was dating, was arrested in 1985, two years after Tracy went missing, um, and he was actually convicted in March of 1986 for the rape of a minor girl. Ew. And uh, he, is, he is still on the Megan's Law list to this day from, from that crime, so he has a background. So Frank believes that these two guys and these two girlfriends of Tracy's uh, we're all with her that day and know what happened. Um, and then the girl found in the well that they were giving their DNA for in the first place. She was later identified as Lisa Todd of Philadelphia. So it was not Tracy. So none of none of these are neither of these girls said that they did they just not cooperate or they said they just had no idea? They, they said she never showed up. They what happened? Where, what happened to her? Okay. Because it seems like all her girlfriends are being so evasive and I don't want to point fingers. I don't, I wasn't there, but right. it's like, everyone's like, I have no idea. I didn't see her. It does seem like that. And um, Frank had a little bit of more information that I wouldn't really be comfortable, you know, sharing, but um, he believes sure. that people know more. For sure. Okay. Okay. Um, and now, like, one of the people has passed away, and, you know, so they're not, they're not all even alive anymore. Okay. Um, so it's, it's really sad because there's just so much unknown. So then in March of 2010, uh, the skull and bones of what officials believe to be a female were found at Benjamin Rush State Park near the Lincoln Hotel in Feasterville, PA. So this is, and this is near Benson. This is all Lower Bucks County. Okay. Uh, Frank Frank believes that that those remains could be Tracy's remains uh, because this park is where Tracy and her friends, the the aforementioned friends, used to hang out frequently. They also would sometimes check into the Lincoln Hotel when they cut school as a place to hang out for the day. Um, but the remains were technically found in Philadelphia, so it's like. It was just on one of those lines between Bucks County and Philadelphia. Um, it, it was like a few feet over into Philadelphia. 
So oh. police in Philadelphia have not yet attempted to test the DNA. Um, and they did tell Frank that that's due to a substantial backlog of the city's DNA lab. Um, so in, in looking that up, according to the Philadelphia police, the backlog of submissions awaiting DNA analysis is over 5,000 submissions as of February of 22. Couldn't the family privately pay to get the DNA tested if they really wanted to know? I mean, I know it's a lot of money, but they definitely, I've heard about it, uh, like crowdsource and stuff like that to get it privately done. I I will let him know that because he doesn't, he's just at such a loss. And I, I've, I didn't, he contacted the Philadelphia police. He contacted the Ben Salem police to ask them to take possession of the remains so they could get tested. And they're not just waiting on this Philadelphia backlog. Um, but again, no, he doesn't get anywhere. Um, but I think there's so, private companies where you wouldn't have to go through the police, right? Have you heard about that, Grace? I think, I think so. Have, the police have possession of it, though, so they would have to allow them to do that. So it's yeah. possible if they're trying to be difficult. Like, yeah, definitely you can get, you know, private testing. But if the police are in possession of it, they might. I mean, they sound like they're being kind of difficult. So... <laughs> I mean, I don't know about Philly, but Ben Salem for sure. Yeah, and as far as Philadelphia, right? It's just they're they're just inundated. So yeah, they're like you know, not today, sorry, or yeah. something. It just seems like they just don't have the time for it. And and for some reason, I, the Ben Salem police. It seemed like you know, I found some YouTube video of the detective and everything, and it it seemed like they have a lot of information and everything, but they're just for some reason. Um, it's just, it's just has gone cold for them. And they're, I guess if it's nothing is easily falling in their lap, they're not really pressing very hard. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so Ben Sound Police wouldn't take possession of the remains um, to, to see if it is Tracy, you know, because that, that could solve a cold case for them, but that hasn't happened. And it was also noted that the skull that was found had teeth on it. Uh, that could help in identification, and there are dental records available for Tracy. So there's that as well. So even if, I mean, I guess if they couldn't get the DNA, if they could at least get the dental on that's the That's frustrating. That's really frustrating. I understand the DNA backup, but from 2010, and they haven't, they have dentals? Yeah, and I don't know if other, other <sighs> you know, cases come along that are more important, and this is just like a, a Jane Doe that they found, and they, they aren't. Um, in any rush to identify for some reason. Mm. So, yeah, and it's, it is, her brother is, is extremely frustrated and, and upset and, but he, you know, he doesn't give up. I'll tell you that. And he's, he doesn't give up. He's, he's still trying. Um, so Tracy's case remains cold after 40 years, over 40 years. And, uh, the family just can't get any closure. Frank does not believe that a sister will be found alive. Um, he thinks that she would have contacted him or someone, and he had promised his mother that he would find Tracy and find out what happened the day before the mother also went missing seven months after Tracy. Jean Bird went missing after visiting her sons in October of 1983. Her body was found two weeks later, and in November of 1985, her estranged boyfriend, Paul Greenwald, pled guilty to her murder. Wow. Yes. 
And I didn't even know how to like respond when you said that her mom was missing too. It didn't like sink in. I was like, wait, what? So this is another reason I think, I think that they probably are assuming Paul Greenwald did something to Tracy as well. Okay. To that, I, maybe in their minds, the case is closed, but it, it's he, he maintained that he had nothing to do with it. Frank does not think that Paul had anything to do with Tracy's disappearance. Um, Interesting. But the, the police may have given up on Tracy's case at the time, thinking that Paul did have something to do with it. And they were never able to find out because Paul was found dead of suicide in his prison cell the night before he was to be sentenced for killing Gene Bird. So this is all within one year. Tracy Bird goes missing. Wow. Seven months later, the mother goes missing. She's found, her body's found two weeks later. Wow. Um, And this was, if on the original podcast, you guys went into this a little bit more. So when, um, when Jean Bird was found, she was found at a campground, like familiar to the family. She was wrapped up in some kind of electrical tape, like everything easily led back to Paul. I don't think he's some criminal mastermind mm-hmm. that was able to disappear Tracy into thin air and 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 then just was so sloppy with the mother. And, and Sure. I don't know. I, and like I said, even right. Frank, who hated the guy, doesn't think that he had anything to do with it. He thinks that something else happened. And unfortunately, this whole thing just convoluted the whole investigation. And, and we still don't know. So the, the Ben Salem police detective in charge of Tracy's case, Detective Chris McMullen, has mentioned a suspect from Bucks County, but the case still remains unsolved and police declined to name the suspect. So they did have another man they suspected that might have done something to Tracy. Um, I believe I read that um, there was a, an incarcerated man, possibly. I, I don't know if he still is or not. Um, but I guess nothing ever came of that. Okay. Well, Detective McMullen is now retiring, and Frank Bird has called and requested a meeting with Detective McMullen's replacement, uh, who is Detective Monahan. And um, he was told that the new detective would have to meet with Detective McMullen because he knows more about the case. Um, so he's kind of getting blown off some more. Um, Frank's hopeful that the new detective, you know, maybe will listen and and um and he can get some closure but he has not heard back from him still um as of now and he he still isn't really getting much help he calls often i i think he probably is now a bother to them and they just don't even kind of respond or, or want to talk to him anymore what a shame you know and, and that's sad because he did he you know he had no idea he, what was about to happen to his mom. He literally, the night she went missing, um, she was visiting him and, you know, he said, mom, I'm going to find out. I promise you I'll find out what happened. And then that's the last time you ever saw her. Wow. Uh, so if you knew Tracy, and I mean, this is, so this isn't so long ago, you know, there, there are some people who could possibly know something in or around Ben Salem, Lower Bucks County. If you knew Tracy or have any information about her disappearance, uh, please call the Ben Salem Police Department at 215-633-3660 um, or call Detective um, Monahan, the new detective on the case. And, and if there's any information you can give, I'm sure you can give information anonymously, anything just to give this family some 
closure after over 40 years. I wish Frank the best of luck, because if anything ever happened to my sister, I'd I'd never give up looking either. That's how I feel as well. Um, and I so I understand his frustration and where he's coming from. And I'm just glad he has, keeps it um, keeps it together when he's trying to, to do things and find things out, because he has some people that, you know, he knows or thinks were there. And he has this guy saying he knows what happened and then nothing ever came of it. Um, so he's just keeps on trucking. I just feel I've noticed that families that don't push immediately with the police causes more problems down the line. I feel like families just assume that the police are doing right by them. But in reality, like it kind of stops for families like time, really. But for other people, it doesn't stop. And there's other people missing or murdered. And I mean, Shannon and I were talking about a case that we were trying to help with. And that family didn't really push or really contact the police and kind of put it off saying, you know, we're not going to deal with them because they don't want to deal with us. But I feel like it's more detrimental to the case, especially if you're not really on them in the beginning. Because I feel like some cases, I just watched a documentary that's new on Netflix about a woman that was, I don't think she was American, maybe she was British, but she went missing in an Asian country. And the dad went over and was in the media every single day. And that's the only reason why it got pushed. Uh, a lot of people thought that she would never be found because there's other people that were never found. But because this person like put it in the face of like higher officials or the media and stuff like that, that's really why it kind of got pushed. That's kind of a shame. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> the, it is. It is. It is. And, if you know. If the family's not pushing, it kind of gives the illusion, I guess, maybe to the police that if they don't care, you know, we obviously don't need to prioritize or, or they're this. Not and, worried. They're yeah. not worried. They think she's going to yeah. come back or something like that. And and what's really sad is that I don't think at first the mom was so sure that Paul didn't have something to do with Tracy. Um, so... so that seems to be the reason that she was still like she she kind of stayed in contact with him um because I, I guess she was ready to be done with him around that time or something and and she stayed in contact just in case if if she could get any information or anything um and then i i think she was kind of breaking it off with him and that's why he um he took her and and murdered her Oh, that's awful. Yeah, so that's it. This sad. family's been through so much. Yeah, it's sad too really? because they did, she did try to get away from him. But I mean, you see it all the time in abusive relationships when the abused goes back to the abuser because that's just what they're comfortable with. And it, you know, people are like, uh huh. People are like, why did she go back? But. The statistic is that they'll go back at least seven times before yeah. like, their finer straw. And I know, Grace, I know you know, but I'm helping a friend that has been dealing with like the domestic abuse thing. And really what changed her mind was he finally stopped going. Well, he was still going after her, but he went after the kids and that was kind of like a no-go. Uh, but it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, and that it sounds like she did, you know, leave him several times. They fled to Hawaii and then they came back. You know, I, I think he might have even found them in Hawaii or something and then came back, you know. So she definitely had left him a, a few times before and then just for whatever reason kept kept going back. Um, 
But it was it was surprising to me that that Frank said, you know, as, as much as they hated the guy, he does not think that he had anything to do with it. I would believe that because it seems like Frank know what, knows what he's talking about. And since the disappearance of Tracy was so different from the murder of her mom, just like you said, the mm-hmm. M.O. just doesn't. Yeah, and I mean, and they were they were barely a year apart, so they know the same people. He knows who she's hanging out with. He knows what she's doing. Um, there was also rumor um, that she may have been pregnant at the time, um, hmm. as well. But that's never been confirmed. I feel like that's a pretty popular rumor when some women go missing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You hear that a lot, so you never yeah. really know. And yeah, that's sweet. No idea what happened to Tracy Byrne. I, I hope um, I'm going to let him know what you guys said about maybe personally getting somehow getting, you know, the DNA tested on those remains. And that's all we have for this episode of the Keystone Cold Cases podcast. Please remember never to reach out to the family or friends of the victims, only to law enforcement if you have any tips. This episode was researched and recorded by me, Erica. Find all of our sources, social media connections, and contact information at kccpod.com. Theme music and production assistance by Darren Makins. Join us next time for another case to sleuth out.